2: This is Computer Talk with TAB, hosted by Eric Semmel of TAB Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
3: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with TAB. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnan, one of the employee owners at TAB. Comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, let's get to your calls. Everything that's been, that we've talked about so far, even things we just kind of mentioned in passing, <laughs> are posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. It takes a little bit of delay to get there, but they will they will display. If you follow us over at the uh, Computer Talk with Tab Network Facebook group, you can ask to join that group. It's a private group. Um, you can also help each other within the group. Um, and uh, we've got that going now. And um Kind of brought it back from many years of kind of just being paused. Uh, so it's a great repository. All the links are there as well. And if you follow us on X, formerly Twitter, um, at Tab Computer Sys, it'll go ahead and get into your news feed. Feel free to share it and like it and let Elon know that we're there. We're trying not to bring up the whole Hertz thing, Elon. We're trying not to, <laughs> but we probably will. Um, but let's move on to Stefan first. going on stefan good morning gentlemen morning
4: i've got questions
3: you got questions Uh, all right we'll try to answer them
4: all right so on my old plastic hp uh 17 inch uh i called you about this before i reloaded windows 10 twice yep and um occasionally when it shuts down now when i shut this down i have to go into settings and then I have to push shutdown because if I push the power button, this uh, I get the blue screen with the sideways frowning face, and it's oh. kernel security failure again.
1: Hmm. Is that TPM yeah. module now,
4: I'm
3: probably missing?
1: No, no. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It there's there's something going on with the power management logic, um, both within the motherboard and in Windows, or somewhere in between them Mm -hmm. that's causing that. Um, When you push the power button, it doesn't just, you know, kill the power instantly. There is a signal that goes to the motherboard, and the motherboard notifies the operating system that power shutdown has been requested, Mm -hmm. and then it goes through some processes. There is a breakdown in that signal, and that's what's causing... The blue screen. the blue screen, and okay. my hunch is you got a hardware problem in that motherboard.
4: Oh, okay. So yeah. because uh, the uh,
1: the reason I say that is because you've reloaded it twice, so yeah. you, we've ruled out the operating system and the software. Yeah, yeah.
4: And uh, I have both of my both of my HPs, one for music and and the regular one, never sleep. Because if, if I'm running any kind of music software, under, they they just say it's a bad idea. And that's the way you should set it up. Like Sweetwater has a whole big thing on that about uh, computers and music.
2: Mm-hmm. All yeah.
4: right. So it's, it's a hardware problem. So it's just something I'm going to have to live with. Cause I only u- use it really for like watching movies and doing, uh, ba- you know, just basic stuff. Okay. okay. Uh, your thoughts on CPU ID, the hardware monitor.
3: Hmm. Say that again.
4: CPU ID. It's a hardware monitor. Hmm. And it was suggested to me from like Sweetwater so I can check, you know,
1: oh, yeah. the load
4: on my CPU.
1: CPU ID oh. is fine stuff. Okay. All right. Cause I found yeah. out that I have like, um,
4: USB three with the super speed I have two of those ports and I also have two, uh, uh, Thunderbolt uh, USB-C ports on uh, this, my new HP, so that that was quite a revelation. But they uh, they will work backwards with USB-2, right? They yeah. should?
1: Yeah.
4: Okay. Mm-hmm. And and the computer can't run USB, it can't run Thunderbolt like going to a, a hard drive and then uh, USB-2 running from my interface, so it can only run at one speed, right?
1: Well, yeah, one USB port can only have one status. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but other ports, like, because I have two USB C, two Thunderbolt ports. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can
4: can that run at Thunderbolt speed to like a hard drive, not yeah. internal, external? Yeah. Right. And then then my uh, USB three because I have a USB two uh
1: interface device. It'll run at USB two speed. Correct. Yeah. It'll step okay. down to the lowest of whatever's connected. Yep.
4: Okay. Great. That that's great. Also, I was wondering, um, my sister uh, has an old smart TV, and if it doesn't have Bluetooth uh, on it, is there a Bluetooth hardware device that I could get to like plug it into the uh, phone's jack or whatever on there, or no?
3: What are you trying to do? Oh. Why do you need bluetooth on your smart TV?
4: Uh for wireless headphones.
3: Ah, yep. Okay, fair enough. Um
4: So, I got to check if if it does indeed have bluetooth on it.
1: Yeah. It, I I think you could get some kind of a dongle that would plug into the sound output of the TV. Right. And the dongle would have a bluetooth transmitter in it and then it would yeah. You Correct. I think you can do that.
3: That must be an old TV.
4: Yeah, it's an old Roku TV. Uh, It was given to her by a friend of hers. It's a TCL Roku TV. Hmm, Okay. And, you know, just so, because she's injured right now, and so she doesn't have to get up and, you know, adjust the volume or something like that on the TV. Uh, I got her a set of wireless headphones so she could just put them on and use the remote to adjust the volume.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so if they have an output, if there's a sound output, the way Dennis mentioned, you'd then have an yeah. old, older style dongle to then send it wirelessly through Bluetooth if that exists. That that could work. It could oh, work. Okay. I think I've done something like that in the old TVs. Yeah, but
4: it's it, been a it while. It
1: certainly could work.
4: Yeah. All right. And which whichever one of you two is is a big Rush geek? Oh, I just do yeah, have uh, <laughs> one more question. Can you shut up Bing AI or no? Say that again. Can you shut off the AI
3: in Bing? Can you shut off the AI in Bing? We'd have to find that out. Yeah, there probably it's, is a switch.
4: It, it's really intrusive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, even though I have DDG running as my primary search engine, mm-hmm. I mean, I turn it on, and that thing is just like throwing stuff at me that I don't want to see. I, bet I don't want to hear it. I don't want to interact with it. Right.
3: I bet you we can uh, give you an article as to how to turn it off. I can't imagine it's going to force to stay on. Okay.
4: And which whichever one of you two is a big rush geek, yeah. get Getty Lee's My F and Life.
3: Yes, it's pretty <laughs> cool. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it.
4: It does have his his real Jewish name in there. Yeah.
3: And, Gary. And,
4: yeah, yeah, it's not Gary. It's Gershon.
3: Wait, we just heard from another caller it was Gary, and even even he himself yeah, yeah, said it yeah, was it Gary.
4: Is. Yeah, and uh, Gary Lee Weinreich. Yeah. Okay. That that is his Anglicanized name. I see, I see, I okay. see. But but yes. his his real birth name is Gershon
3: Elizer Weinrib or Weinrib. That's a mouthful. I can see why his and, mom called him Getty.
4: Uh well it it's Gary, but because she <laughs> had a very heavy heavy Yiddish accent. Yep. When she would say Gary, it would come out as Getty. I know. And everybody said, Did she just call you Getty? Getty. Yep. I love it. So that that that's how that happened. But get that book I will. Because it it's it's really enlightening into mm. his life and you know, how he's become the man that he is today. Yeah. Uh because of his experiences. So it's it's a really good book. So I highly recommend it.
3: I'm gonna check it out. All righty. thank you too very much. All right, thank you, Stefan. Bye bye. Bye bye. Getty. Giddy, 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 giddy. So you know, I kind of you might have heard this on the news. uh, Hertz is dumping a bunch of uh, electric vehicles, at least a third of them. And that we we recently just saw Tom Brady hawking them, right? I remember him hawking these vehicles. And from what we're hearing about this, is that they don't really have good resale value, and they're really expensive to fix. Now I know early on in the electric car craze, everyone was telling me, "Well, Eric, they don't break down. There's no issues." They don't have anything to, no maintenance requirements. Yeah, yeah, but you get in a fender bender, good luck. Or you damage that battery in some way, you're out of, you're really out of luck. Um, So it turns out Hertz realized that. Now I could have told him that. Um, Didn't really need to be, you know, that sharp of attack to know this is the scenario you're going to find. Also, low demand. I mean, there's probably tons of folks who are worried about whether or not the thing's even charged up enough. Or if you're renting it in a cold climate, does it really have 100 miles to go or does that really mean 25? I mean, we're hearing the stories about what the football t- games are going to be, you know, minus 20 degrees. Is your <laughs> electric car really going to go very far? I don't know. Um, but again, we subsidized the heck out of them of taxpayer money to have people who could afford them buy 80, $90,000 vehicles. So we're subsidizing the rich for these things. Hertz says, Oh, I'll go put my green beret on and I'll offer these things to people to rent. And, only a few years later, they're saying, mm, not such a good idea. Um, so, hey, you know, electric cars, fine. You want, <laughs> you want to have an electric car, fine. I'm nervous just having my electric bike sit in my garage. <laughs> if you look at just the lithium batteries that are going on out there, right, the scooters and all these things, you know, it's a it's a concern, you know. Imagine a whole electric vehicle sitting. I mean, there have been stories of that happening, just catching fire. Yeah. So there's lots of things to fix on this. I'm sure we'll get there. I'd prefer a hydrogen economy. That's me. <laughs> um, there's plenty of other solutions out there besides these big massive batteries, not to mention how heavy they are. Just yeah. that the, the weight on our roads of these vehicles is just ridiculous. Imagine these trucks too. So I don't know. Well, I'm not sure what we're doing to ourselves, but we're doing some weird stuff. Hertz has realized what they did to themselves, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure others are gonna realize it as well. And um, but I'm not saying you shouldn't get the cars, they're pretty cool. I just, I would hate to have a problem with the battery. We're going to step out for a quick break, get to to more of your calls. 860-522-9842 is the number. Dave, hang on. Three lines lines open for you. We'll be right back.
2: The Carter Mario Injury Lawyer Studios. Visit GetCarter.com. That's GetCarter.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab.
3: All right. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. What is it with Green Day? Are, is there some sort of birthday, Carolyn, for Green Day? Oh, Carolyn's feeling Green Day today. Uh, but that's fine. They're cool. Cool, man. Uh, feel free to get online. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two is the number. And uh, we'll do our best to help you out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. If you want to ch- chat about Hertz, getting rid of their electric, third, a third of their electric vehicle fleet is what I'm hearing. Good luck if they can sell them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you know, they've done the math rather fast um, on how this is all either working or not working. And then you look at our electric bills in Connecticut. I mean, you plug that the electric vehicle into your into your Connecticut, you know, Eversource power source there, and you can probably watch your meter spinning like crazy. Um, but that's, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Can I say, let's go to Dave next in Hartford. What's happening, Dave?
5: Hi, guys. How are you doing?
3: Good. How are you?
6: Good. Uh, Long time listener, first time caller. Oh, wow. I've finally come up with an issue that uh, I'm hoping you can help me
3: with. All right. Well, let's try not to disappoint Dave.
6: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I received an iPad Air fifth generation for Christmas. Beautiful device. Nice. Um,. Has a uh, Type C charger, yep. right? And ap- apparently, the only charger that works with this device is the one that came with it.
3: Sounds about right. right. It's possible. That.
6: Yep. because my other Type C cables—they work with every other Type C charging device that I have. Right. Uh, and yeah. have you heard of that?
3: Well, we've heard now, of mm-hmm. we've heard of stories of Apple and their chargers, right? They make a big chunk of money on these on these chargers. Could it? I wouldn't put it past them. Now I'm waiting for Mike G to chime in. He might know um, yeah. if uh, Apple only Apple chargers work with Apple devices, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. The other because
6: thing. Well, the thing is, I have an iPhone as well, yep. and that works with every other Lightning device that I have. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, other yeah, but the Lightning I, I interface is their used. own,
1: right? Type C interface is everybody's,
6: right? Hmm. That's, that's that sounds, a difference.
3: Right. So,
6: because, you know, when you're sitting down, you know, you, this thing's only like, I think, a meter long. And uh, sometimes when you're sitting down, you want to plug in, you know, while you're browsing or doing whatever. Yep. And, you know, that's just not long enough for me. So that's when I tried another one. I said, well, this is not working." Right. And so I was, at the, I was also at a retailer now, and I saw that they make a two-meter... Now, they make two cables. There's a 60-watt and a 240-watt. Can you tell me what the difference is between the two in terms of performance? or?
3: Well, it could have to do with how fast it'll charge the device. And, of course, the distances for the cables, Apple wants to say, oh, you know, I, I, I suspect Dave wants to sit in his easy chair and it's a little further away from the outlet. So let's sell him a $40 right. charger or a $50 charger that'll reach. It's really it's – it's a profit center for him. Um, That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Well, anything with Apple is the case. I mean – that's that's the thing. I mean, they make great quality products and stuff like that, but they have you know, they do charge a pretty penny for them. So yes. it's not that surprising. I haven't heard back yet from Mike G. And are you looking, Dennis, to see
1: if it's proprietary? I'm I'm looking too, and I'm not seeing anything. I it do says it is. Yeah, I see a couple of articles that talk about how Apple discourages people from using third party uh, chargers right. for things, their stuff but nothing specifically about this situation. Okay. Just kind of a general thing about what they encourage their customers to do or not do in this case.
6: Yeah. Okay. So so if I got the 240 watt, if I went ahead and bought the 240 watt, that's not going like, to fry the device or anything of
3: that nature. Well, just make sure it's hmm. compatible with that device. I, I yeah. don't know. I would well, tell it you. It's an
6: Apple, so.
3: It is an Apple. <laughs> <laughs> it is an Apple. I'm trying to check here, too. Um but some devices can take the the speed and the fast charging being that this is this is the latest gen um, I would expect it probably can handle it. Um, it's all about fast charging, I would think right, but 240 watts does seem high. Um, yeah, that would be a lot to charge up a MacBook air. Yeah, most of the most chargers are not that many watts. Oh, there's one hundred and sixty one. Some of them are like 65, 85. yeah. That sounds like a lot. So I would just confirm when you buy it from the Apple store Uh that Uh it won't fry your device. We can't be certain unless it's specific. As geeks, we would check the specs, right? And usually the the device will have accessories that work with it. So if you look at the accessories and it's listed, you're good. If it's not listed, I'd be cautious.
6: Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank you very much, gentlemen.
3: Yeah, and good luck. Thanks for calling, Dave. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. That sounds like a lot of wattage for a charger. Doesn't it? Yeah. Especially for a MacBook Air. So, you now Mike says they need a lot of, some of the Macs need a lot of wattage. All right. And again, for the speed, you want to have it charged quickly. That's the other issue. Um, so feel free to get online guys, 860-522-9842 is the number. We're here until 11 o'clock on this, eh, it's going to get nicer today, but a little, little dreary this morning. Um, feel free to get online. we will help you out. Everything we've talked about has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. And uh, also, if you follow us within the um, the Facebook page, which is the C- Computer Talk with Tab listener network, mm-hmm. we post it as well there. And if you follow us on X, it's going to go to your, your news feed. You can like it and share it out if you think it's worthy. Um, and then we'll, we'll be here to help you out. And if you happen to have an electric vehicle and you found, you know, repairing it can be expensive. And some of the things that, if you found out some of the things Hertz found out, I'd be interested to hear your story. We'll be right back. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Here we go. It's not yes, though. <laughs> a little YYZ for you, thanks to Stefan. Um, so we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Four lines wide open. Feel free to get online. 860 9842 is the number. We'll help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We talked about all sorts of stuff today. Dennis just showed me about something to do with Outlook and privacy, and that's not going well with Proton. Um, not Proton is not happy with Outlook as far as what they're doing, talking Mm -hmm. about it sharing user data. Um, According to Proton, some users in Europe who download the new Outlook for Windows app will see a module pop up that displays a user user agreement, which mentions that Microsoft shares your data with 772 third parties. So... Again, this is, this is ridiculous, right? So on top of paying, renting it, right? You're renting Microsoft 365 or what have you. On top of it, thanks to you, the European requirements for disclosure.
1: Yes. This is the so, only reason it's popping so, up. So, hey, another reason why I love GDPR. Right.
3: Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. You got to disclose. You got to yeah. disclose. So you're going to get a pop-up that says, hey, Microsoft shares your data with 772 third parties. I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. So, I mean, I had this discussion with a a client yesterday, you know, talking about the cloud. Oh, Eric, you're not that hot on the cloud. I'm like, well, here are some of the reasons. The cloud is the cloud, but you click on that EULA, the user license agreement. Today, it says they won't use your email to train their AI. The next time they update it, it says they will, but you're not reading the EULA. No. And somehow Microsoft feels 772
1: Third parties need access to your data.
0: 700. You
1: can't even make that up. It's staggering. And one of the issues with this, if I can back the card up just a little bit. Yeah. Is that this is not about the traditional Outlook app that a lot of us are familiar with. Application. Right. Yeah. This is not the traditional Outlook that most of us are familiar with in the working world. Right. This is a separate free application that Mm. Microsoft is slowly rolling out to computers and it is going to replace what used to be Windows Mail, Mm -hmm. uh, their Windows Calendar and Windows Contacts. Yep, It's going to be a three-in-one thing. Now, the problem with it is that a lot of people see They'll, they'll have a computer with Outlook on it already, the, re, the real Outlook. And then later on, they'll see that Outlook New mm. is now in their start menu, and they'll wonder what that is, what can I do with it, whatever. Right. And one of the issues about it is that we've bumped into a couple of times yep. is that Outlook New will not connect with an on-premise Exchange mailbox. Gotcha. It will connect with 365 mailboxes just fine. Right. It'll connect with an IMAP mailbox just fine. But not their own exchange But not their own mailbox. exchange servers that you might have in your company. It so, will not talk to it. It's amazing. You also and, can't
3: load the app on a Chromebook. Correct. <laughs> Good luck trying that.
1: Yeah, that it doesn't work on that either. And it it snagged us a couple times because people that had, you know, businesses that have an on-premise exchange server yeah, suddenly saw this and they thought, oh, well, now I don't have to buy Outlook for my employees. I can just use this. Right. Well, we found out, no, you can't. No, you got to pay. Nope. You got to pay. You got to buy the real Outlook somehow. Yeah. So basically you're looking
3: at 772 folks who are going to be interested in what you're doing with this tool. And uh, we'll put the huh. link up here for you. And then you have to ask yourself, what are we doing? Um, And what is Microsoft?
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes
1: without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features
3: and taxes and fees may vary. Just give me a tool that works, for crying out loud. that actually sends mail from point A to point B securely. Do you really need to share all this information with other companies? I didn't ask you to do
1: that. Not only that, how hard is that even to do at this point? Come on. How hard is it to create an email system that works? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty hard. Pretty hard. <laughs> How hard is it to create an application that talks to an exchange mailbox? Well, there's that. Well, Again, that's that's all their that's all their direction. It's, right? a, it's built in. limitation. It's artificial. I yeah. know
3: they just want to. Okay, you want the, the free stuff? Doesn't work with corporate. The Corporate's got to pay, right? Pay up. So we'll put the link up there for you to read the story. Let's go to your calls. We're going to go to Chris in Weathersfield. Hey, Chris, what's up?
0: For those of us who still have landlines, there is something new that's being advertised that for $39, you can attach, uh, this is from a company out of Cambridge, Mass., you can attach a box to your phone, you pay for the box, $99, and then for $39 a, a, a month, this Base unit will let your uh, give all the features of call uh, all the features that your old AT and T phones used to have. Mm-hmm. Very low price, and I want to know what and and plus it it won't go out in a storm because it has a, has a twelve hour battery in it. What technology are they using?
3: I was curious about that myself, Chris, <laughs> 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 because copper is being deprecated. It's going away. So I, I've heard the advertisements and I've thought the same things you've thought. Like, how are they doing that? Um, they give. I, I didn't even know they gave you a box. I haven't even looked into it, but I had the same thoughts as you. Um, they print in a box. It, if, if, and I'm just saying if, they are going to an internet service, like a VOIP, all they've done is convert your your system to a VOIP system. I, I, I They're not going to run a copper line to your home I suspect that box, if I had to guess, is some method of connecting to the interwebs, yeah, turning turning your phone line into a VOIP line, but having it look and feel like a copper line, if I had to guess.
1: Is it possible that what it is is really just kind of a PBX, where it gets the voice line coming in pots? Yeah. And it just handles it and manages it. As if it's a PBX, and yeah. then your phone is connected to that, right. and then you get the calls through it. I don't know. It gives you the same I'm feel. just tossing it out. Right. It gives you the same feel as a phone line.
3: But they have to connect to the network somehow. And they're either going to connect over an internet connection that's wireless or wired. And I know they're not going to connect over old old copper. They're not, it's not an old copper line. It's not the old Ma Bell AT&T line. So I have to look into it further, but I have heard the advertisements, and I'm curious myself. So, okay.
0: Well, whenever you figure it out, uh, let us know. <laughs> that sounds good, Chris. I'll right. try. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: It did seem kind of interesting, because because again, here in New England, the land of of steady habits, people just do not want to get rid of those landlines. And 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 I hear you. You know why you want to do it. You're used to it, or what have you. But I don't know. The copper's going away. So when that landline fails, you're going to want to be cellular. You're going to be wire, going to want to be wireless. Um, let's go to who's next. We're going to go to Ron in Torrington next. Hey, Ron.
2: Good morning. How, how are you? you? Good. How are you? Good. I've got a question about, a couple questions about this Lynx's WRT1900. I believe mm-hmm. that's the router Eric used to own. Uh, it, does sound
3: like, it does sound like one I had owned in the past, yes.
2: Yeah, and I think that's why I own it now. I followed your Footsteps and bought one. But um, the problem I'm having is uh, I have a gamer in the house. Right. And what he tells me is going on. I never noticed this because I don't do anything like that. But um, he tells me that uh, pretty much every hour on the hour or pretty much every 60 minutes, the Wi-Fi drops out for about 20 seconds. And he can pretty much time it out. So it happens. It just does that every... Every 60 minutes. Yeah. And I have no idea why it's doing that. I know I, I noticed some notes that I made that I made some changes in the past and different things, but
3: uh,
2: mm-hmm. don't know what that could possibly be.
3: So it could just be an old router and the, and the radio getting tired. Um, how long, how many years have you had it?
2: Uh, seven years now. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. So your gamer's going to eventually mutiny you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not murder you, but they're gonna mutiny.
2: That's, yeah, that's why I'm calling you because it's started.
3: <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna—they want low latency, and they want—they want to they be connected. Now, wireless, that old technology being so old, his new Xbox you, that he might have gotten for Christmas, or his uh, PlayStation, is also gonna want to connect at a different Wi-Fi level. They're not gonna want to use the old Wi-Fi two, you know—the old protocols, the 80. The a, a, the Gs and the uh, Acs, they're going to want to go with the highest speed they can. get. AX, and,
1: yeah. and Wi-Fi seven maybe.
3: Right. So that's there's two point. things. No, no, this is no big deal. Seven year old router, you've gotten your money's worth. So mm-hmm. what is your internet speed? What do you What do you pay for?
2: Uh, I believe it's three hundred now.
3: Okay, three hundred. Um, so you you're want to go find a, 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 another router that's out there. It's a current router that'll handle a nice. High-speed connections. Most of them are going to be called Wi-Fi six-capable routers, which okay. means you're going to be very forward-upgradable. Um, you're going to be able to be you're going to be able to handle many faster, much more. <laughs> I can't speak this morning. Faster speeds than just 300 megabits, um, and uh, your gamer should appreciate it. Hopefully, um, uh-huh. so okay. I would tell you go out and get a. You can go out and get again another Linksys. I still have one myself. I have a Wi-Fi six. I can't tell you the model off the top of my head. Um, but they work really well. I've got a high-speed connection uh, from Go Net Speed, 500-500, and it handles it beautifully. Um, yeah. So okay. you're, you've gotten your, your six, seven years out of that thing. It doesn't owe you anything. Pronounce it dead yeah. and get a new one and make your gamer happy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Okay. Maybe that's the answer to all of that. That's. I didn't know if there was some settings I, or something I changed in the past that may have done something. But no. I do notice I had changed something and passed past. Downstream bandwidth. I can't even find that setting anymore. But I changed that from three. Let's see, thirty-six thousand.
1: Oh, you messed with the MTUs.
2: I don't even know.
3: Is it oh,
1: the, yeah. 000? Yeah. That's that's not. It's not really going to be a good idea. Yeah, I'm don't sorry. mess with that. Yeah, Uh, The only things that I would think of to try if you were going to try to keep this router, which I don't advise for seven years, is to number one, give your gamer a DHCP reservation so they always have the same IP address. Mm -hmm. And number two, uh, try to have your Wi-Fi set up to use a single channel um, so that it's not shifting channels. Well, that's a good point. So seven-year-old routers are definitely
3: not as smart as today's. So no. he's going to have a much better MIMO-type connection. Um, he'll have a more dedicated connection on the newer routers. But Dennis is right. You could try to tweak it. Don't waste your time.
1: Yeah, and what I'm advising you to do is you know, yeah, hunt and pack, and oh, it's not even going to work all yeah. that well probably.
2: I don't even think all the lights are lit up in the front of this thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is time. I mean, it just works fine just for what I do all the time. Right. Uh, You've got
1: your work. money's worth for seven years. What are you, <laughs> what are yeah. you telling you know, me? You're right. <laughs> if you gotta... so the
2: other thing, one other question about that, I I had gone in some time ago and and made changes because, you know, that router has a network network map that can you could bring up, and I noticed that uh, it would kind of identify some devices. Yeah. But, then uh, so I got I got tired of it kind of naming or everything changing all the time. Mm-hmm. So because I went around and, and actually gave change in names to everything on that network map. Oh, nice. So I could identify it. Mm-hmm. Well, then the next, you know, some time goes by, I go back in there, and look again. Now things got jumped around and swapped around. Right. So then I think I went ahead and, and put a reserve on every one of those. Um, IP addresses for those devices and it seems like it still did it.
3: So that's, you might have run out of IP addresses too, so if you've reserved a bunch of them, you might also have an IP limit that you've hit of some kind, that's why it's hitting him, Um, or a lease issue on the the IP address. Maybe you had too short of a lease, I don't know, but upgrade, it's time to upgrade. Tell him you're going to go out and you're doing him a favor and that way when the snow flies, he can shovel.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, good. That's uh, that's the plan. I'll go for that.
3: All right, Ron. Good luck. Thank you. You Bye. got it. Bye-bye. Yeah, seven years is a long time in IT, guys. We're going to step out for a quick break. Gary in Florida, hang on. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. Warning,
6: live without border.
3: Without border. All right, we are back. We're here till 11 o'clock. So we're going to try to get to the, your calls if we can. So Kim and Gary, we're going to try to do that right now. Let's go to Gary first in Florida, like I said. What's happening, Gary?
5: Oh, how you doing, Gary?
3: Good, good. How are you?
5: Great. Uh, I'm a snowbird, so I'm running two computers mm-hmm. from the regular stuff, one north, one south. Yep. Uh, the one in the south is running Windows 10. Everything's fine. Last summer, the uh, northern computer crapped out, so Mm -hmm. I had to buy a new one, and it's running Windows 11, and uh, all my Word files that I've generated over the years uh, have suddenly been converted to Windows Word, and I can't open them without buying a subscription to 365, which I don't want.
3: (laughs) So all your documents... Converted now, they, they wouldn't have done it on automatically, It, it would have asked you, Could no. you? Could, <laughs> well, I mean, Microsoft is evil, but not that evil. Um, at least I haven't seen it before. Uh, so Dennis is racking his brain here because you Word documents don't necessarily change until you bring up the new application, it's going to ask you if you want to convert it or save it.
1: Well, I, I don't think they converted, you okay? don't No. And Dennis thinks something else. I think what happened was, um, there's a new file association mm-hmm. with Word documents, okay? Yeah. And it has a new name, yeah. Windows Word, I guess. Yeah. And it's running a version of Word that requires a subscription in order to function. Um, did you? I'm I'm gonna ask a couple questions. Number one, do you have two different versions of Office on your computer?
5: Uh, I loaded my old faithful window or Word uh, two thousand and seven. Okay, and uh, it works fine. I, I should clarify: all my documents were not converted; they only converted
1: about two thirds of them. I, well, I, I don't Which know if that crazy. I don't know if that changes the scenario that I am thinking of. Hmm. Um, what I would look for in your list of programs is Microsoft three sixty five. It'll be a it'll be a office suite that's labeled as belonging to three sixty five. Uh, the wording for the title of it, you know, the exact title may be a little bit different, but look for that. Look for three sixty five, and I would uninstall that, whatever it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then next step, you click on your Office two thousand seven listing Can't in Control Panel. Can't believe that even panel. runs in Windows eleven well it well okay uh, you click on your micro your office 2007 listing in control panel yep. and you have it do a repair hmm. okay? okay so get rid of the 365 suite reboot you might even have to reboot reboot if it tells you if it doesn't tell you to reboot you probably don't need it all right then uh, click on 2007 and have it repair itself all right
5: yeah okay
1: and then, Hopefully that should alleviate your problem. When you open up the documents, you just see should see them as DOC work. files, not and it they'll show up as a Microsoft Word 2007 document or something like that in in Explorer. That's Dennis's that theory. Fact, a plain word. Yeah, that's Dennis's theory. We're going to stick it to it. Yeah, you're. If uh, these are the kinds of things that I've seen, where there's two yeah. different versions of Office on the computer, uh, okay. it, it's played out several times in my career. So. so, and Michael, I
5: will give that a try when I get back north, and I appreciate your help.
3: Our pleasure. All right, Gary. Enjoy the weather down south.
5: Yeah, about 67 right now. Very
3: nice. Rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you're probably six months in a day, right?
5: Oh, more than that. Yeah. Rub it in. Rub it in.
3: All right. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, Gary. Thank you. you Bye. it. Bye-bye. I think I read a story about some California council person who wants to charge people taxes for leaving California, even after you've left. (laughs) So, Gary's enjoying a nice tax-free life there in Florida, (laughs) rubbing it in. I want to thank you guys for joining us here. On uh, this Saturday morning. It's been great with you guys calling in. Otherwise, Dennis, talk about our kids and our cats. And all my kids are grown up and out of the house. Like, I got nothing to talk about. And <laughs> then, I, 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 oh, wait, you got a couple cats still, right? Dennis? Yeah, I still do. All right, so we can talk about that. Well, we thank you guys for joining us. We want to thank Mike G for posting everything live over a Computer Talk with, I'm sorry, over the Facebook page. If you want to be part of that, it's the Computer Talk with Tab Facebook Listener Network. You can join there, and we're happy to have you. If you follow us on Twitter as well, on Tab Computer Sys, it'll be there as well. So,
1: Remember, we want you to be geeks, too. We'll catch you
3: next Saturday, 9 a.m.